and welcome to Three from the Seven, Relics' weekly news podcast chronicling three of our biggest news stories from the past seven days. I hope everybody out there is staying healthy. I hope you are crossing those T's and not touching your eyes. And I am Raf Kenny Sincata. I am the associate editor at Relics Magazine, and I am joined from her undisclosed location, her uh, quarantine commune. <laughs> Miss Karina Reichman. Hey, what is going on? Oh, Raph, what is really going on, sister? What what is going on? We yeah, don't know. We, we have clock, <laughs> we've clocked now five episodes in quarantine. This is the new normal for us, Karina, but I think, we, you know, we're, we're doing well. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back because yes. no one's here to pat it for us. <laughs> I'm patting myself right now because... That's what you got to do in these uncertain times. <laughs> yes. And uh, so what have you been doing? Before we jump in the news, we're going to talk about John Prine. We're going to talk about this New York Times report. We're going to talk about fish. Of course, we got some listener mail. So there's lots to talk about. But before we jump into all the news, how are you, Karina? You know, Raph, thank you so much for asking. I'm well. You know, I consider myself very lucky. I'm with very good friends that we've been quarantined with for, you know, a month now. Uh, you know, we've been cooking together. We clean together. We jam together. Uh, you know, a very good, you know, support network of people who I love uh, very dearly. I'm with. So, you know, I'm feeling very lucky because I know people are isolated you know by themselves or you know anyway i feel i feel good i definitely feel good some days are weirder than others let's not front let's uh not pretend like everything's normal here because it definitely isn't but um all in all i'm feeling good you know i actually i just told you before we started uh taping we experienced a power outage yesterday because there was a uh a big storm up here in my undisclosed location of the hudson valley and uh it uh it knocked out our power we have a tree down in the in the yard and it's a bit of a thing so i'm sitting in a uh unlit room speaking to you right now the lord is testing you karina as if there's a lot going on (laughs) you know i'm not uh i'm not a country girl so you know i'm used to my new york city apartment and like you know only there's like the blackout of 2004 i remember that that was crazy but otherwise it's not like uh oh shit like the power lines are down. We don't have any power, you know, type vibe. So I'm getting used to everything and uh, living pretty well, living pretty well. You know, I feel like you just got to take it day by day, not hypothesize too much, even though it's totally fun to do so. Like sometimes my friends are like, so how long do you think we'll be here? And who knows, you know, who knows? But uh, I'm good. My parents are still in Manhattan and they're doing good. So, you know, knocking on wood all around, knocking on wood. Uh, how are you? I am well. I mean, time is both uh, expanding and contracting at rapid rates. I feel like I just spoke to you yesterday, and yet I feel like I've been home for three years. I'm out on Long Island at my mother's home. I cleaned my room yesterday, which is the most teenage thing I've said in quite a while. Yeah! <laughs> uh, so we're doing what we can out here. Um, there's lots going on in the music world as well. Uh, unfortunately, our first story of the week is that John Prine passed away exactly one week ago today. Um, we are recording this on Tuesday, April 14th. So John passed away on the 7th. Uh, it was really unfortunate. The news broke in the middle of the night during Fish's dinner in a movie. So I was in the middle of watching Fish, having a great time, and then a text went through on my phone, or I was looking at Instagram or something, and unfortunately the news that John um, succumbed to complications of COVID-19, which is incredibly sad. Um, John was certainly a fighter, you know, one of the best songwriters ever, a true musician's musician. Um, so I had to leap into action, Karina. I had to do right by John and write up an obituary right there and then. Um, are you a big right John Prine, Are you a big John Prine fan? 
I mean, certainly, and it's a tremendous loss for the community and for, you know, music fans just in general. And I had the same experience of watching dinner in the movie and, and, you know, my friends were scrolling on their phones and they were like, oh my God, John Prine just died. And we knew he was in critical condition, but, you know, he had, it was one of those things where, you know, you know, he had overcome illness and adversity in the past quite a few times. And you were just hoping that this would be another time that he could you know, overcome what, you know, afflicted him and just couldn't. So, you know, send in love and light to the Prime family and everybody who knew him. It's really rough times, Rav. I mean, you know, this thing is scary. It's invisible. You don't know, you know, if you're going to get... It's, it's, uh, it's, it's horrible, really. I mean, not much more to say than that, but I... Uh, I send love to anybody, you know, going through it, trying to beat it with loved ones, getting it, you know, trying to protect themselves. Everybody, it's, you know, it's a universal trauma that we're kind of going through and, you know, trying to shake off day by day. And some people like, you know, literally wake up and can't breathe. You know, some people know somebody who they love and care about who, you know, you know, you want them to be able to, you know, intake oxygen properly. It's scary. It's scary stuff. I'm knocking on wood every day, just trying to, you know, not fly too high to the sun, not get too low. You know what I mean? It's a real balance and it's a, it's a tricky thing. So yeah. sending, sending thoughts to my people out there and, uh, yeah, John Prine, man, crazy, really crazy. Hate to hear that one. Yeah. I, I had the chance to see John at Bonnaroo last year, 2019, and I didn't go and I'm still kicking myself for it. A couple of my friends actually saw his final show this past February in Paris and they didn't even know, obviously, it was going to be his last show. But uh, Rolling Stone actually just put up this amazing article about John's final days. And he went to go play in Paris, not because, you know, his like kind of story song, kind of like, you know, Midwestern country vibe. Did, obviously, you know, it doesn't really resonate. It resonates more in places like Ireland or Scotland than in Paris. And he never played Paris in his entire career. And this past year in February, he, he told like his booking agent, like, I want to play Paris. It's something I want to do in my career. And he played this tiny, tiny club in France wow. and had the time to- and had the time of his life. Two of my friends were there, saw John Prine in Paris, ended up being his last show. So if anybody out there, you know, obviously we all have a lot of time on our hands. Go to Rolling Stone and read this uh, this whole kind of feature on John's final days. And it's really fantastic that him and his wife were able to like enjoy being in Paris and they ate wine and ate cheese and he he wasn't ma- a man for frills but he really went all out and had like fancy cheese and wine backstage and played this tiny club in Paris and was able to like tick off a bucket list thing not obviously not even knowing that you know his time was coming a little sooner than maybe they thought uh so yeah that's a great article also on relics.com there's an unpublished interview with John Prine by our friend Benji Eisen that just went up so there's a lot of really great content about John if anyone wants to kind of reflect on his legacy uh personally i love his self-titled 1971 debut album um but classic 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 it's got angel from montgomery on there it's got pretty good on there which is my favorite song um so yeah just sending love out there to the prime family a lot of uh, his friends in the music industry have sent him love bob weir bonnie Raitt, roger waters was really tight with john prine which you would never expect I mean, wow. I don't. <laughs> who would have thought John Prine and Roger Waters <laughs> had enough common ground to just be like homeboys? <laughs> That's beautiful. You say power music, man. Power music. It is true. It connects us. 
That's unbelievable. R.I.P. John. R.I.P. John. We're moving on to our second story of the week. Uh, this one's a little interesting, Karina. This broke yesterday. Uh, so the New York Times Magazine uh, had this roundtable with a lot of experts uh, in the medical field kind of talking about, you know, when American society, if ever, is going to get back to what we would call normal back before this. So the big headline that got passed around was this uh, this oncologist and bioethicist named Zeke Emanuel had said that he thinks music and large events like concerts and sporting events are not going to come back until fall 2021 at the earliest. Let me repeat that for everybody. Fall 2021 <laughs> at the earliest. Uh, Karina, h- help me through this. Work. Help me <laughs> help myself. <laughs> no, you help me, Raph. You help me. I mean, you know, I... I all I can do to protect my very delicate, uh, you know, brain from, you know, completely collapsing with that news is, you know, at least for now, pretend like, you know, it's too early to tell, which I do think it is too early to tell. And maybe that's just a defense mechanism. Doesn't matter to me. Let's just pretend that it is too early to tell because that is not uh you know a time frame i like to think of my uh livelihood resuming you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah that's and crazy. i know a lot of people probably feel very similarly for various reasons and uh you know this thing is so insane of course it is uh and you know, one of the scary things and also one of the uniting things about it is I feel like we just, we, there's so many unknowns and we have to start to kind of take solace in the fact that nobody knows anything. I mean, I'm not saying (laughs) very, you know, educated, uh, you know, scientists don't know anything. That's not what I'm saying, but I don't know. I'm just trying to rationalize it, Raph. It's rough. I don't know what's going on. The thing is, this This is is one guy said this, and now everyone's, like, freaking out. And I'm I'm not one to ever be, like, the lamestream media. Like, I certainly uh, trust like the New York Times, but people need to keep in mind this is one guy thinks this, you know, and this one quote is getting pulled all over the place. Um... I was talking to a couple of our mutual friends. I was talking to our mutual friend, Ricky Blakesburg. I was also talking to our buddy Harrison, who also works at Relics. And, you know, in these two separate conversations, I had a couple of things we pulled out of it. One of them, I think that although large concerts aren't going to come back, I think there might be like a limited, like say instead of a thousand people at Brooklyn Bowl, it would be like 200 people for like a super intimate show at Brooklyn Bowl. You know what I mean? Like there perfect, might be caps. Perfect. Which I'm all for because yeah. that means no line at the bar and that means <laughs> I got tons of dancing room. Um, and then I, the other. I mean, I like that. Yeah. And then the other, this is the one I kind of brought up with Ricky, a kind of uh, crazy like dystopian yet like retro futurist look at it would be like something like prohibition uh speakeasies would come back something like you know music is so necessary for the human psyche i think um getting together with other people who have common interests is so important uh that you know obviously this would be kind of on the dangerous side so nobody like you know roast me in the comments i know social distancing is very important six feet all that i'm just theorizing that something like a speakeasy could happen where there's going to be these underground shows in places like new york or even even up near you karina upstate where there's maybe a little more breathing room where it'd be like all right in this like barn there's going to be a band playing nobody tell anyone don't tell the police like right and everybody come and congregate but keep your distance and be smart and whatever purell at the door like yeah (laughs) Which will be the new norm, I'm sure. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's I uh, we gotta start thinking of some solutions here. This is getting uh, 
it's so out of control. I mean, and it affects so much, you know, any industry in which, you know, you need people to, you know, you, you, regardless of like whether or not you're selling tickets, but admission to whatever. And like, I don't know. Ah, it's a mess. It's just such a mess. I can't even think straight. Yeah. It, it's... Like boggles the mind, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, beyond it, you know, seeing live music is what has kept me sane for years and years and years, even beyond, you know, being a performer, any chance I get, I go see, whatever whoever like you know spanning across all genres and you know sizes of rooms and whatnot like i'm so just you know hungry to you know absorb live music and then you know add on the fact that this is literally like you know how i pay for things and like what you know i it's it's hard to swallow yeah and uh you know it's one of those things where i mean everybody is dealing with this in you know uh, their own way and like you know all industries are affected people are getting furloughed laid off like you know it's it's a crazy 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 time uh so you know just be good to each other, man. You gotta, you know, be kind in this time. You don't know what the guy next to you is going to going through. And actually, hopefully, there is no guy next to you because, uh, you know, social distance and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's just so insane, Rav. All you can do is, you know, fucking hope for the best. Hope that's not true. Hope we get a vaccine. Now they're saying all this crazy shit, and sorry, we don't want to turn this podcast into a, uh, a coronavirus, uh, you know, fucking, you know, uh, situation where all we do is talk about it, but it's pretty hard not to. But, you know, now they're saying that if you've had it even, like the whole antibody thing, like you may be able to get it again, even if you beat it. Oh, boy. Once. Which is not what I like to hear. I yeah. don't like to hear that. That's not, that's not, oh, oh, I don't boy. know. I just don't know. Anyway. I'm, I'm also going to put a quick disclaimer on this podcast that neither Karina nor I are doctors at all. We're not doctors. I don't this know if we told you that before. This is a combination of reading headlines and skimming articles that is just getting I, stewed together with paranoia. I feel like so many, <laughs> yes, a lot of that, a lot of that. And I feel like so many people are in the same boat. And like, I, I even, just because, you know, what are you going to do? You scroll through headlines you read these articles and like you absorb so much of so little if that makes sense and things are changing constantly and I'm sure you know people who are listening to this podcast feel similarly it's just disorienting you know and so much death and so much grief and so many you know people not knowing where their next penny's coming from it's fucking it's a nightmare and I'm so sorry to our listeners if you're out there this is a rough moment. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, yes, we're not doctors. That is the point. The point <laughs> is we're not doctors, and we don't know exactly what we're talking about, but neither do you. So Great. let's just all get, uh, I don't know. It's yeah. a crazy thing. It's crazy. Well, What else you got, Raph? What well, else for you got? our third story of the week, we are looking back on brighter days before all yes. of this. Tonight's dinner and a movie. We're recording this on Tuesday, so you would have seen it already, but we're going to kind of reflect on it because it's such an awesome show. Tonight's dinner and a movie, Fishes weekly webcast for free all three sets of 8:22:15 at the band's magna ball festival in watkins glen new york what a magical time what a wondrous time karina i assume you were at magna ball right i was i was oh, definitely. as was i as was i my first and only fish festival rest in peace curveball oh. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. 
So, so hit me with some yeah. of your memories of Magna, Karina. I mean, you were there as a fan, but I assume you were kind of doing your cool rock star thing, too, and kind of rubbing elbows with uh, the powers <laughs> that be. Well, who knows, man, but I was, it, yeah, it was super fun, man. We had a great time. I remember riding the mechanical bull. Jesus. I remember the, There was a mechanical uh, bull there? Oh, was there ever. Great oh, video of me on the mechanical bull. <laughs> Post Never it. to see the light of day. Post no, it, you no, won't. No. no, I won't. I actually totally <laughs> ruined, I'm not going to lie to you, I ruined my pants. Uh, I ripped a perfectly good pair of designer jeans. Oh, boy. On, on the mechanical bull. Anyway, it was great. You know, the, uh, the drive-in set, you know, remains near and dear to my heart. And uh, I believe it was during that that Mike teased Fireworks by Marco Benevento. Very cool. And that was uh, that was before I was in Marco's band because it was uh, August fi- 2015, right? So I was just about to go into my last year of NYU. So that is a crazy time to be alive. Anyway, still, you know, a big Marco fan at that time, even though I was not in his band and... I remember all of that. Um, damn. Yeah, you and I, uh, you and I, I guess, were in a similar place, Karina, because I was actually about to go into my final year of college. So it was a magical time, a time of no responsibilities. I did not make the drive-in set. For the uninformed listening, the Fish does a secret set at every one of their festivals. This was called the drive-in, where there was a, an area with a bunch of ca- like abandoned cars that they ended up kind of playing a crazy spaced out what would you even call it, Karina? Like an experimental disco set or something? Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty good. Um, it, Yeah, I mean, I got to re-listen to it. It's been a minute, I do admit. But uh, it, it was pretty spaced out experimental disco, let's call it that. And it was really very cool. Yeah, exactly it started at like... I like. It started like two in the morning or something, right? It was late. Probably. <laughs> I, I have it started a, late. I have a distinct memory of like being so tired. Not even just like, just tired. Because it's, you know, obviously this huge event. I'm, I'm raging to my favorite band for three days straight. And I remember laying in a tent and hearing the, the secret set starting. And laying in the tent right. and just being like, my mind, my mind was ready. But my body was just like dead. Like the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. And I was just laying sure. in my laying in my tent, just being like, all right, I just don't think I'm going to make it. You guys go on without me. <laughs> I totally get that. And you know what? I had the similar experience at the prior at Super Bowl, where that was my one and only time camping ever. And we were in, you know, like the Glen Close, whatever, friends and family area. And it was very close and very nice and whatnot. But I just, I, for that secret set that night, all my friends were like, oh, we got to go to the secret set. And I just was tapped out. And, you know, we were 16, 17 years old. So got to... <laughs> when you're young like that, Raph, you just you you just don't know. Um, so I totally slept through that secret set, which was you know upon re-listening, very dope, and I would have really enjoyed it. So you know sometimes you just gotta sleep, and that's a message to everybody. You know it's uh it's okay <laughs> to take care of yourself yes. in these crazy times. So exactly. good for you, Raph. Good for my 17 year old self, Karina. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Magnaball, I'm very excited. Yeah, that was super fun. It was uh, it was a great weekend all around. We stayed in a hotel uh, nearby, which was a great move. And so wait, Karina, I'm going to stop you really quick, though. Before you said that you'd only camped once ever at a festival? Oh, yeah. I'm not a camper, oh, Raph. You know me. I'm fucking... I'm a, that, that was my only time camping was Super Bowl. Oh, And boy. it was the most, you know, posh situation. Oh, Karina. Like, the things I've had. seen, the things I've done. <laughs> oh, sister. Sister, no. 
I'm, I'm just gonna sh- I'm just talking now I'm talking right to our listeners that know what I'm talking about to say that Karina's yes. never camped at a festival I have camped in the dirt <laughs> I've gone to electric forest when I was like 17 and had to walk like a hundred plus yards to a bathroom <laughs> it is it is character building Karina it builds character oh, it is. Oh, and it built my character that one time. And then that one posh time you went camping built character. And, and it built the character to the point where I knew that it was a hotel or the highway for Karina, man. I can't, I just, you know, you got to know yourself. You got to know your limits. <laughs> I just, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I respect also, it. Also, like, respect I'm a city kid. I don't know how to pitch a fucking tent. I had to have all these, like, you know, wooks surrounding us teach me how to pitch a goddamn tent, the tarp, the shit. I woke up. It, it's just you know, we're we're a good yin and yang, Raph, and I appreciate that about us. You that's know, um, I'm a little more this way, you're a little more that way. And I'm just beautiful. like a walk from the suburbs, and you're just like a cool city kid, and together we make a beautiful <laughs> yin and yang. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's really great. And honestly, all do respect to you <laughs> camping it out, dude. I'm in. I'm in. I mean, I'm uh, over it now. Yeah. I'm 26 now, and I'm over it. I mean, I, unless I really <laughs> have to, I do not camp. But I, I've certainly paid my dues in the campgrounds. I've certainly tangoed with uh, the the ser- like. I jokingly call myself a wook, but like I've, you know, I've I've been out there with the people. I've been <laughs> out there I've with. I've been, I've literally had people come to my campsite and ask, "Can I borrow everything?" Like, wow. I, I've yeah. had a, Karina, I'm, I'm, we're getting a little off topic, but we'll get back to it. But I just want to tell a quick story that is absolutely insane and you can't believe it's real. Electric Forest. <laughs> this was like, I went to E-Forest a few years because I, I was really into cheese and also was still kind of like coming out of my electronic <laughs> music phase. But we set up our, <laughs> we set up our tent and this like gang of wooks camping next to us who didn't even have a tent, Karina. They were all just hammocking it. They were all sleeping on the ground and, ha- and doing hammocks. No tents. Came oh, over. No. This kid has the gall to ask me to slide my $300 festival wristband. I just met the kid. Slide my $300 festival wristband off my wrist so he can run into the darkness and get his buddy in. And I was just like, absolutely not, sir. I do not know you. And like, in what world am I giving a stranger my festival bracelet and just being like, yeah, bro, no worries. Come on back. It was in what world? It in was what world? insane, Karina. Like I couldn't. Like uh, I was like literally thinking I was getting punked. Where I was just like, "Are you seriously asking me to like? We just met, and you want my festival bracelet? Like psh, these people, man." Oh man, no. There. I mean, there's a definite. Uh, <laughs> there's a type. There's a type. An entitled book type. What are you doing? I'm like, why? What? What? <laughs> How? What? Anyway, man, where there's people... a book, there's a way. I'm sure he got his buddy in one way or another. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. You know, it's a be- that's a beautiful story. Yes, almost. It, it's, it's a great story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's not even nice. It's just like, dude, can you believe that shit happened? Anyway, moving well, on. That's like all the you know all the wooks. Sorry, two more two more seconds. And I love everybody, man. But like you know, some people really do have the gall. People I've never met in my life. You know, in my old life when there were shows going on, people just you know DM asking for guest lists, just strangers. What? all the time every show all the time that's and i'm absurd. like uh i don't i don't know you you know yeah like, that's, that's insane i would dude. never do that like unless we were pals or something or like had met once through your second cousin's divorced aunt's third child's roommate's 
best friend like you know what i mean like i don't know in, in which case like yeah sounds great <laughs> but anyway yeah people are crazy it's great you gotta do what you gotta do i'm all about it whatever hey, man the hustle whatever. is real you know hustle's real I, I pray that one day I, I finally get back to a festival so some wook can ask me an insane question <laughs> but me you know, too but karina you know who aren't wooks our beautiful Tell listeners me. and if, if they uh, are they're the good kind um i agree rav our beautiful listeners you know any size shape color creed sexual orientation we love you regardless yes of all of it we love you for who you are absolutely thank you we have some wonderful listener mail i cleaned out our rapping karina at gmail.com and we got some great messages so i'm going to read you some emails karina uh so this one is from jeff delman with the subject line clapton and thank you so this is from a couple weeks ago when we were talking about clapton on here so he says hi raf and karina thank you for the 24 nights recommendation quick aside i had recommended this amazing eric clapton live record 24 nights it's and this is back jeff it's good stuff i'm sure you know of this live album but live in san diego is also really great with jj kale i would also like to say thank you for doing the podcast during these times i'm sure as many others would agree it's a joy to hear stay safe and healthy jeff oh jeff we love to hear from you pal yeah so thank nice you so much. such a nice i'm that always so down nice. for a always down for a clapton recommendation it's so nice of him to reach out to us karina I couldn't agree more. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it was super, super lovely. And, you know, got to keep uh, keeping the vibes alive for people like you, man. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thanks, brother. Yes. Uh, so then our second email is from Jordan Avants, A-V-A-N-T-S. I hope I'm not butchering his last name. Um, people butcher my name all the time, though, so I'm allowed to. Uh, th- Karina, this is from when you were looking for things to watch during quarantine. And he said, you guys got to watch Portlandia. It's so funny. Y'all rock. Thanks for entertaining and making me laugh, Jordan. Have you ever Thanks, seen Port- Jordan. Have you ever seen Portlandia, Karina? I, you know, I've seen Portlandia in bits and pieces, basically. I'm, I've never done the deep dive, you know, uh, you know, all the way through. But that is a great call, and maybe I should, you know. I've definitely laughed and enjoyed, uh, you know, what I've seen. So that is a great thank you. Yeah, there, yeah there's I a like lot it. of great. Uh, Fred Armisen is uh, one half of the Portlandia duo. Uh, and it's funny because Fred Armisen is a comedian, part-time musician. And uh, Carrie Brownstein, the other half of Portlandia, is a full-time musician, part-time comedian. Um, so any of the music skits they do, I think you'd really, really love. There's one about like a, a guy who does like a studio. Uh, and he yeah. like, has all these like really weird instruments. And he's like, you know, a lot of this is the stuff they used on Pet Sounds. And it's just like super like instrument geekery that I think you'd kind of poking fun at people who get way too into gear, which I think you'd enjoy. Uh, all the music skits on there are hilarious. So season That's one awesome. and season two, I'd recommend. Super good. All right. There you go. I- I'm in. All right. Well, Karina, I think we've almost reached the end of our road. No, Raf, I got one more for you. Oh, believe it or not. Bonus story. Bonus story. This just warmed the cockles of my cold, dead heart. (laughs) Just kidding. My heart is alive and well with the spirit of music. Anyway, I got a really nice DM. Karina, what are you talking about? They call this burying in my business. They call this burying the lead. (laughs) Good call. Well. I'm just, you know, quarantine makes us all a little crazy. I put on about 12 different accents a day, Raph, because, you know, (laughs) you're going to want to be some different people when you're quarantined with your friends. Anyway, I got a very nice Instagram DM from somebody named Jewel Conway. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. J-U-L Conway. She writes, I'm a nurse in Philly. Your guys' podcast is a bright spot in my life every week. 
Usually listen during my lunch break. Always makes me laugh. Just wanted to thank you both. Keep up all those good vibes for us all. And then she sends a bunch of, uh, you know, emojis with the sunglasses, like the cool emoji, you know? Oh my God. And that, wasn't that just so pleasant? That was just so nice. And I said, you know... And I'm so stoked to hear, you know, I don't know, somebody really on the front lines, a nurse in Philly, like, come on. I'm so stoked. You know, shout out to all our nurses and doctors and, you know, everybody fighting that good fight out there. We are staying home so that you can get in there. You know what I mean? Make it all worth it for all of us. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I don't know. That made me feel really good. I don't know that uh, I felt that. Yeah, that's amazing. Deserved a read, right? Yeah, I am, a read. I am absolutely humbled by that. Um, yeah, you're. What was her name? Jules. Jewel Conway. Jewel, you are a a, re- a real one, my friend. Um, you are you are running so we all can stay home and <laughs> do nothing. Uh, you're a real hero, and thank you so much for everything. Oh my lord, I'm like truly flabbergasted that someone saving lives out there is willing to listen to us just ramble on Karina so thank you you so much uh and keep on keep keep on fighting the good fight keep on keeping on and we'll keep on staying home so you could be a hero absolutely and we will keep the podcast alive no distance can keep this at bay Raph we have to keep on keeping on it's true our love is too strong Karina it's too strong. It's too strong. And I know that when we see each other again, we're just going to pop crazy bottles. Oh, my Lord. Bring, I'm going to bring you a 97 Hermitage, <laughs> and it's going to be great. Yo, for real. <laughs> no, we're going out. We're gonna, we we got to have, like, a lunch. We got to go to the same restaurant. Me and Karina went out to lunch before the podcast began, and we had, like, had a, basically, like, a hang. Like, oh, you know, can we, like, is there, like, chemistry here that we can have a podcast? And, like... And guess what, people? Guess what? There was... <laughs> 48 episodes later there was um oh and we should God. go to that same it's... restaurant and celebrate and pop a bottle and i'll buy you a bunch of oysters when restaurants oh, are open again it's gonna be such a time raf it really will be such a time i look forward to it but you know even in these times we just i i look forward to doing this every week so do i know, uh, miles and miles away from each other yeah it's, it's nice okay. it's nice to hear another human being's voice <laughs> it really is it really really uh, is. before we uh, put a bow on this sucker i want to tell everybody that our new issue of relics magazine is out uh, miss grace potter is on the cover uh i have an amazing if i do say so myself amazing interview with turquoise and jerry harrison about their upcoming talking heads remain in light tour in there that i'm very very proud of if you want to subscribe to relics if you don't want to stare at a screen all day and you want to get a magazine delivered to your door head on over to relics.com slash grace do it support uh, print journalism support independent journalism support jam journalism support me please yes <laughs> um and you can follow us on instagram at, at three from the seven and shoot us an email at raf and karina at gmail.com we can do a little listener mail like we just did uh karina you got anything else uh on your on your docket there man i think i really uh i spilled my guts in this one raf i just i let it all out you know the times are confusing i'm confused you're confused maybe you aren't confused i'm definitely confused you know what i'm saying (laughs) it is absolutely crazy out there sending love to everyone listening and everyone not listening karina isn't there isn't there a leslie mendelson thing you wanted to talk about holy shit yes there is oh leslie i love you so much I wanted to talk about this. Leslie Mendelson, dear pal, she put out a new record, dude. Woo. It's out It's out this Friday, and uh, she just shared a new video for Lay It All On Me, which is an opening track on the forthcoming album, which is called If You Can't Say Anything Nice. Out this Friday, April 17th, on Royal Potato Fam. 
Big shouts out to my girl Leslie, to my boy Kevin Calabro at Royal Potato Family. He also manages Mr. Marco Benevento. We are all family here. And it's a beautiful thing. Leslie is an amazing singer and a phenomenal songwriter. So I'm really looking forward to this. I love the new single and the video. Super rad. And uh, yeah, shouts out to you, Leslie. Get it wherever you get music, y'all. There you go. You see, people are making music in these uncertain times, putting out music in these uncertain times. And, you know, they have somebody like Raph to remind me to plug the thing that I wanted to plug. Thank you, Raph. You're the best. I got you, girl. That's what I got. Otherwise, I still want to go on with my emo rant about, you know, just being good to one another. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... That's all I got. What do you got, Raph? Well, 3 from the 7 is brought to you by Relics Media Group. Our producer is Will Schwerd, and special thanks to Shane Palmer for mastering our audio remotely. Yeah, Shane. Sugar Go Shane. Shane. Go Shane. Uh, and that's about it. I hope everybody out there, as I said, stays healthy, stays sane, is pursuing some creative endeavors to get your wiggles out. You know, send a postcard to a friend, paint a picture, you know, play, learn to play an instrument. I've been playing a lot of guitar. Uh, Karina, I hope you get power back <laughs> where you are. Thank you. So you can go yes, back I'm to sitting doing in those the dark. things. <laughs> I really hope the power comes back so that I can watch Magna Ball and uh, remember everything that uh, happened those five years ago. So. Yeah. Oh, and happy uh, birthday to John Bell because we're recording on the 14th. So JP, John Bell. Widespread motherfucking panic forever and ever. Uh, Karina, he why looks he... great. Yeah. He sounds great. He crushes shit. He's one of the greatest singers in the jam scene, in my humble opinion. Uh, not that the competition is that stiff, but it oh is great. <laughs> it's like a backhanded roast to end the episode. <laughs> and a backhanded roast. You see, uh, yeah, emotions just run high here, and it's great. It's a great thing. Gotta, gotta stay honest, stay humble. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's all I got, Raph. This okay. has been really wonderful. Thank you so very much for taking the time of course. to do this. And thank you all for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Everybody stay safe out there. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.